We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Well, it's finally arrived, the day of answers. Now, I don't want to get too cocky and make you think that I have all the answers to everything in the universe. I do not, uh, nor do you, nor does anyone. These things are mystery, and there's a good reason for that, because the mystery brings us into ourselves to a deeper place where words cannot be found. So we're not going to eliminate all mystery today, but we are going to answer some of your deepest and most profound questions about the Law of Attraction. I've been uh, being interviewed about the book, The Law of Attraction, the, so- the Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can, by several different radio stations, and you can find those interviews on my webpage at www.andreamatthewslpc.com. But, uh, and very often when I'm doing these interviews, well, I'll get call-ins and, uh, uh, someone will invariably ask me whether or not they're going to be able to attract the job they want or the partner they want or the position or the situation they want. Um, because that is how we've seen the law of attraction. Approximately 20 years ago, uh, the a law of attraction came into public awareness with Esther and Jerry Hicks' wonderful books and also the, the, the secret. And that was an open door because people began to say, oh, it's possible for me to be responsible for the outcomes in my life. And that was a very good thing. We needed to think that way because prior to that, we'd been more or less thinking in terms that our lives were uh, – to some degree, out of our control. And so the law of attraction brought into our awareness the possibility that we could be much more in control of our lives. But the law of attraction as we currently understand it and commonly understand it is not enough. It does not bring us into full awareness of who we are. It does not even challenge us to look for who we are, but rather what we want. And uh, so it's not enough by itself as it is. It needs to be revised uh, because what we found is in the past 20 years, many, many people have tried to work the principles of the law of attraction as we currently understand it and have not been able to do so. And they're extremely frustrated and they're not questioning the law because if they question the law, then that's a negative thing to think. And maybe that means we're attracting bad stuff. So we dare not question that law. 
but what they are questioning is themselves and their own worth and their own individuality. And they're not knowing what they need to do next and what they're doing wrong as I hear it. They come to see me or I talk to them online or, they, you know, I hear from them through email. And they tell me that they're working really hard. They're doing their vision boards and they're, and they're, uh, they're, writing affirmations and saying affirmations and meditating every day and imagining themselves in the place of their dream and trying to live into gratitude and they're doing all the work but nothing is changing and of course then they hear from people well I shouldn't be attached to outcomes and yet the law of attraction is kind of using some double speak as we currently understand it because it tells us to go after our dreams but don't be attached to the outcomes. It's kind of hard to do. It's kind of hard to put yourself in the place of your dreams and really work hard every day to get the desired outcome but not be attached to the outcome. So that's it's kind of a, a difficult quandary to put ourselves in. So as a result of that, the fact that I've heard so many people talk about their frustration with not being able to activate the principles of the law of attraction and manifest their dreams I also became very frustrated, and out of that frustration, I wrote a book. And the book is called The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can. Because what I came to understand over my own research and after working with many people was that the reason the law of attraction is not working is because the soul was never meant to work that way. The soul was never meant to repress aspects of our thoughts and, and emotions, telling us these things are negative and these things are positive, as if we have a definitive answer to what is negative and positive, as if we have a definitive answer to our desires as to whether or not they are soul desires or compensatory desires or desires we've actually picked up from parents that we think are ours that aren't really ours or, or uh, desires that have to do with uh, um, making us feel as if we're um, important or, 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 or can aggrandize that quote-unquote ego, although I hate to use that term. Um, so we are uh, unable to see sometimes how much we are uh, um, not getting deeper into ourselves because of the law of attraction. In fact, the law of attraction is keeping us from going deeper because it says to us that if we think something negative or feel something negative, then we might be blocking something good coming into our lives. But it is those very negative things that hold within them some information about us, for us, that can help us really figure out what's going on so that we might be able to actually have what we want. Uh, there's a great deal more about that in the book, but I want to get to the questions of today because today what I did was I, I, I wrote a letter to all, all of the people that have been guests on the show. And um, some of them wrote back, and I have picked through those questions and, 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 and decided on the questions that would be asked today based upon their content. And uh, these, these people have all been on the show once, twice, maybe three times, and they are very uh, – wise spiritual masters of our time and they are asking the questions having read the book they've got some questions they want to ask and they sent me these questions and so i'm going to be asking their questions today and um and you will get their answers i will answer their questions as well so i'm 
I'm answering these questions not in light of the uh, – I'm not lining these people up based on their importance or their prestige or how many books they've written. I'm asking these questions uh, with regard to how they fit into sort of a lineup that will help you, the listener, understand better the true law of attraction. So one of the first questions I want to talk about is the one I got from Sarah Wiseman. Sarah's been on the show twice. She's an intuitive, an author, and a radio host in her own right. Her books include Writing the Divine and Your Psychic Child. She's also a musician, a vocalist, and songwriter with the group The Martyrs of Sound, and she has three CDs, which can be also found on her website at sarahwiseman.com. She's also in the process of writing another book about very similar issues, and she says that through her own meditative and um, psychic informative channel she's received information also about the law of attraction and it's in very it it sort of is matching what i got for the book so um she she and i sort of had an email discussion about it and uh, she's going to be teaching a course on these things on the daily om so you should watch for that um but she was talking about the idea that we're really here for soul growth we're really here to come into more and more awareness of our souls and so her question is, if, if we're here for soul growth, why are we so concerned with attracting, and why do we feel the need to consciously attract? So I'm going to answer that question, because it's, it's a very good one, and I think it, it is at the baseline of why we came up with the law of attraction in the first place. First of all, it is not true that we are supposed to live in a state of poverty, or uh, lack of abundance, or just forego all the material world. The material world is a world we've created, and it is a part of form, just as we are a part of form. Once upon a time, everything was formless and void. Those are the words that are used in Genesis. Uh, everything was formless and void, and then uh, we joined, we as divine beings created form. And uh, as a part of divine, the divine, universal divine, we created form. And uh, so... Why would we not want to be a participate in form? There's, there's no reason for that. That's not even logical. So it's fine for us to have material things. It's fine for us to uh, want the means to get the material things. There's nothing wrong with any of that. So I want to be clear about that. But the purpose of the true law of attraction is to bring us into complete awareness of who we are as divine beings. Because once upon a time, we were formless. Then we put, planted ourselves in form. And so the question, the creative question had to be asked, is form separate from formlessness? It, are, are human beings separate from the divine? And that is the question we've been trying to answer ever since. And one of the answers we've given to ourselves is we've said, well, man is bad, humanity is bad, and God or the divine is good, and that's why we're separated. And so what we need to do is get good so that we can be reunited with the, with the divine. And a lot of our religions came out of that belief. But if, in fact, we're not ever really separate from the divine, then it's our job to find out who we are as divine beings, Re, uh, uh, realign, not reconnect, but realign with our connection to ourselves as divine beings. So 
In that process, what we do is bring form and formlessness together as one unit. That was the original intent, and that's what we're here doing. We're in the process of bringing form and formlessness together as one unit. In that process, we have to uh, have the experiences of form as separate from from uh, formlessness before we can really say, no, really, form is not separate from formlessness. A lot of our quantum physics is, is proving that for us today, that form and formlessness are one thing. Uh, and, uh, of course, the United Unified Field Theory that uh, Einstein came up with is another evidence of that. But so why, are, why do we need to consciously attract? Well, the point of uh, soul growth is to have us consciously become aware of who we are as divine beings. Um, and, and that's why it needs to be conscious. But attracting f- from the outside things, places, people, events, circumstances that are going to fulfill us inside is not the correct pathway. That's where the current understanding of the law of attraction has steered us wrong. The, the true law of attraction tells us to go inside, to find out what is in there, to love it, to be with it, and then take what we found in there and bring it to the outside. So we're not to be uh, trying to control our internals, our mind and our emotions, to try to get the external to behave as we want it to. We're to be looking inwardly to find out what is in there and what is in there along with everything else that we've repressed into the unconscious or the shadow is also our divine self. We have repressed awareness of ourselves as divine beings. In that process, what has happened is that we have lost touch with who we are. So bringing ourselves into awareness of who we are as divine beings is what the true law of attraction is all about and why we need to attract consciously. We're going to be answering some more questions right after the break. If you have questions, feel free to call in. Um, I do not have my email up right now, so please call instead of emailing. I'll be back in just a few minutes. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness Research is transforming healthcare. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. 
tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're here with the Day of Answers. As we said at the beginning, uh, we are not going to answer every question in the universe, but we are going to answer some of the deepest and most profound questions about the Law of Attraction. As I said in the first segment, I get questions as I'm appearing on other radio shows about, uh, you know, when am I going to get my car, my house, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my money, my whatever. What, you know, what am I doing wrong? Am I going to attract that stuff? Um, actually, the Law of Attraction is meant to uh, bring us to full awareness of who we are as divine beings. So we are, here's the true law of attraction. We are attracted to and by all of those things, people, places, events, circumstances, and situations, which will bring us inexorably to full awareness of who we are as divine beings. That's the true law of attraction. And like I said in the first segment, the, the first the law of attraction, the the one we've come to understand from the secret and uh, the Hicks books, it was a great start, but it's not enough. There's many much evidence out there that what we've been doing to attract from the external to fulfill the internal is not working, and it's not working because the soul was never meant to work that way. So we answered uh, in the first segment Sarah Wiseman's question, uh, why do we need feel the need to consciously attract and why we're so concerned with attracting anyway. Uh, and because she says that we're here for soul growth, and I agree with that. And now we're going to talk uh, about Colette Baron-Reed's question. Uh, but before I ask that question, I want to give you a message directly from her. Here's her message. Do you feel compelled to help others but don't want to go the traditional counseling life coaching route? route are you already a coach a healer a therapist or in any other helping profession but you want to embrace a mind body spirit format colette baron reads number one best-selling the map finding the magic and meaning in the story of your life is now the basis for a transformational professional coaching program this certification program is offered in three modules using her unique envision process the primary intuitive coach weight release for people who feel too much and wealth energetics. So uh, you can learn more about that and about Colette herself on www.colettebaronreed.com. And Colette Baron-Reed is C-O-L-E-T-T-E-B-A-R-O-N-R-E-I-D. 
she's been on the show twice and talking about her different books. And uh, the, one of the times she was on the show, I actually asked her a question from my own life about a dream that I'd had. She interpreted it rapidly, and everything she said was right on target. So I really trust Colette with her intuitive abilities. So her question today is this. The law of attraction has been taught in a manner that is incomplete. That's how, what she says. You talk about a true version. So if that true law of attraction doesn't help us magnetize those things we want from the external world, what is the point of doing affirmations and creating vision boards? Well, that's an excellent question because so many of us have been taught that that is the way to attract from the external things that are going to fulfill us internally. But if we are already one with the divine, then we are already fulfilled internally. We just need to go in there and experience that fulfillment and then take that and bring it out into the external world. So we have, like I said in the last segment, we have it exactly backwards. We're not supposed to be fulfilling ourselves from external to internal, but rather going internal and finding the fulfillment that's already there and then placing that in the world. So that is the true unification of feminine and masculine. The feminine wants to go inside and find out what's there and grow it. The masculine will then take the what's in there and bring it out into the world. So that the union of the uh, masculine and feminine that Carl Jung talks about as a one form of wholeness is, is done completely in this way of looking at the law of attraction as soul fulfillment rather than uh, fulfillment through externals. So what then is the point of doing affirmations and creating vision boards? Well, an affirmation is meant to help us to become aware of the truth. If we use an affirmation as helping us to become aware of the truth, then what we do is we begin to go inside and find out what is really in there. And the only way to find out what is in there is to really go inside. If we go inside and we find what's called a so-called negative or a so-called positive, then what we, we might assume, oh, we're supposed to latch on to the positive and get rid of the negative in order to attract from the external world what we want. And that is a total fear-based design. It is, is based on, uh-oh, I better think very positive thoughts all the time or I'm not going to get what I want from the external world. And I've got to straighten myself out and control my thoughts in order to make sure that I don't, don't attract something, quote, unquote, negative. But from the true law of attraction's perspective, everything that we're attracting is meant to bring us into closer and closer awareness of who we are. So if it's what we might consider to be, quote, unquote, negative, the Buddha would say, you're judging that experience. You're interpreting it to be negative. Um, and not just the Buddha, but the Bhagavad Gita as well would say we're interpreting life and its experiences to be negative because it's not what we want. We don't want that to happen, so it shouldn't be happening. Uh, and that's a handy way of looking at it, but it doesn't meet reality. Uh, we look at reality from a truer perspective when we go inside and we say, okay, what is in there? Let me affirm that. Let me repeat to myself what I found in there so that my mind begins to believe my soul. That is a good purpose for affirmations. Uh, what is the point of creating a vision board? Well, first of all, the vision boards are very helpful for helping us get in touch with what we desire. And as I said in the beginning, we can get real confused about desires because 
we may think that because we're longing for something, it must be a soul desire. And actually, I've even said that myself. I've even taught that myself. But I now know that my teaching was an error. It isn't true that every longing is a soul desire. What is really true is that um, this, the, it, a desire can be compensatory, which means that, for example, if I have been uh, lived in a, in a lot of poverty and I'm really ashamed of that, because, you know, kids made fun of me because of the clothes I wore or whatever when I was growing up. Well, then I might grow up and I might run from that and I might want to be whatever, a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief that's going to help me develop enough income to never, ever be poor again and never have anybody mock me again. But I'm longing for that and I'm after it and I'm using the law of attraction to get it. But is that really a compensatory, uh, a, a soul desire or is it just compensation for a past I don't want to have to deal with? If it's compensation for a past that I don't want to have to deal with and I attract or so, so tell myself that I've attracted uh, a wealthy job uh, because now I don't – that's what I deserve now and now I don't have to think about my past anymore, well, then maybe I'm missing out on the riches that my past has to give me, treasures that I might find in the unconscious that if I let myself sit with that past without judging it, I might find something very rich there that I need. And so I'm blocking that out by, by fulfilling a compensatory desire. I might also have desires that uh, are drawn in from some other people. I might have absorbed, for example, we talk about the, uh, the backstage mom. Uh, well, the little kid, what's the little kid doing? She desires or he desires to, to go after that dream that mom has because it's been almost implanted like a computer chip in the kid's head that I must have this. Why must they have that? Well, they must have that in order to please mom, in order to be satisfied that mom likes them, that mom loves them, that mom cherishes them. That's not a true soul desire. That is a, a mask and costume we're putting on to help us cope with a mom who needs us to be something that she wasn't. Okay? So that's just one example. But the, you can see here from these two examples that that sometimes our desires that we think are soul desires aren't really soul desires at all. So what is a soul desire? A soul desire is already fulfilled within us. Another word for I am at the bottom line after you look up all the meanings for Jehovah, I am that I am, is desire. So des desire is instantly fulfilled in our awareness of the I am that I am. So vision boards can help us get in touch with what is compensatory desire? What is the desire that we've absorbed empathetically from somebody else? And what is the soul desire? By making pictures of these things, we can do some meditative work on that and really discover what is inside of us if we use it that way. So it's, those can be very helpful tools. There are thought experiments, if you will, with what is true and what is false about what I want. Um, so, you know, we can also have desires that are compulsive in nature. If I'm an alcoholic, I really desire some more uh, beer or whiskey or whatever it is I'm fondest of. You know, I really desire that, and I, I feel compelled to do something about it. And we can get desire and compulsion mixed up. I may be compelled in the same way to, to have this particular person love me and uh, be all into that and think that's how it has to be. But really, that's a compulsion, not a soul desire at all. So it's really important for us to make those distinctions, and creating vision boards can be a tool we use to help us make that distinction. And again, affirmations can be affirming what is knowledge, not just taking information we've heard. Some, you know, somebody can be telling us what is 
positive and what is negative. Somebody can be telling us, oh, well, that's a negative thought. Oh, well, that's a positive thought. Well, negative thoughts are this and positive thoughts are that. And we just take that in without thinking about it any further. But maybe not. Maybe those things aren't really negative. And affirmations can find help us learn from the inside what truly is uh, uh, the truth. I won't even put it in the format of positive and negative because I think those things are man-made. I don't think the divine thinks in those terms at all. I think we thought in those terms as a part of the duality trance state in which we participated in as a part of the creative intention to unite form with formlessness. And in that process of uniting form with formlessness, we have to determine can form really live separate from formlessness? Well, the answer is no, we don't. We think we do, but we don't. And when we resolve that thinking we do, we have arrived at the truest information of who we are. So our affirmations can affirm that truth if we find it inside of ourselves. And so the first step is to go within, go within, go within, and go within. You know, if people ask me, you know, what are the steps to working this new true law of attraction? Go within. That's the that's that's it. Go within and surrender. Go within and surrender. And uh, so we're going to be talking about that surrender part more uh, near the last segment. So I want you to stay tuned for that. Got some great questions about that aspect that are going to unite east with west. So I really want you to stay tuned for that. Um, and but but the 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 answer to Colette's beautiful question is affirmations are helpful in in helping us find out and stay with what is true when we want to imagine something false affirmations can help us remember what is true oh yeah this morning i was in a meditative state and i really found a, the stillness within me the stillness that creates all movement from from itself from its stillness that uh that's the truth the truth is i am that stillness I can look at a tree and see the, the utter stillness of that tree and its utter uh, sense of itself as joy. I mean, that's an intuitive response to a tree for sure, not one that's very empirical. But I can look at that and I can see the truth and I can repeat that truth to myself. I am that stillness. I am that stillness. I am the creative effort that comes from that stillness. That is the truth, and I get that from going within. Okay? So that's the answer to Colette Baron-Reed's question. Thank you very much, Colette, for that question. And, again, you can uh, find out more about her at www.colettebaronreed.com. So we're coming back again in just a minute with more questions, very good questions. Uh, and so stay tuned for more about that. Right back in just a minute. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness Research is transforming healthcare. 
Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And as you've just heard, the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research education and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www. Noetic.org. And uh, so today we are at the Day of Answers. We've been preparing for this day for about a month now. And the Day of Answers is not going to answer every question you've got about the mysteries of the universe, but it is going to answer some very important, profound questions about the Law of Attraction. As we said in the beginning, the Law of Attraction was was brought into public awareness about 20 years ago through the work of Esther and Jerry Hicks and Rhonda Byrne. And uh, we have become more and more enamored of this book, of, of this work, of this law over time. And, and we've begun to experiment with it. People all over the world, people who aren't New Age, New Thought thinkers, uh, are using this law to try to attract from the external world things that will fulfill them internally. But we've seen a lot of people very disappointed in their inability to do that. And so my frustration in working with these people uh, sort of pushed me to write a book called The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can. You can purchase that book now. It is just out uh, at Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, or any of your local bookstores. So today we are asking the questions. As I said, I sent out an email to several people. Uh, several of the previous guests, and they wrote back with some of their questions after reading the book about the law of attraction, the true law of attraction, and what that's all about. The next question comes from Arielle Ford. Arielle is the author of seven books, including The Soulmate Secret and Wabi Sabi Love. She's also the host of the radio show Big Love. Arielle has mastered the art of making things happen. A nationally recognized publicist and marketing expert, producer, author, and consultant, she's catapulted many authors and celebrities to stardom and enormously facilitated the rapid growth of the self-help and human potential movement in the United States. 
As the former president and founder of the Ford Group, a successful public relations and marketing firm, she helped launch the careers of Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, and Mark Victor Hansen, creators of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, and Neil Donald Walsh, author of Conversations with God. She also handled publicity for myriad best-selling authors, including Wayne Dyer, Dean Ornish, Debbie Ford, Gary Zukoff, Marianne Williamson, Louise Hay, Don Miguel Ruiz, Kenny Loggins, and many other notable authors, 11 of whom became number one on the New York Times bestseller list. As one of the nation's leading book publicists, Ariel compiled her knowledge and expertise in the industry to create a 25-audio CD and resource guide, Everything You Should Know About Publishing, Publicity, and Building a Platform. So if you want to know about that and you are a, a first-time author or want to learn more about how you can uh, publicize your book, go to www.everythingyoushouldknow.com. It's a favorite among first-time authors and it has received rave reviews. Her question today is this. How do you see destiny and or fate interacting or impacting the law of attraction? It's a very good question because what we've heard in the past about our common understanding, our current understanding of the law of attraction is that the law of attraction is the most important law in the universe. Uh, actually, it turns out that that's not quite true. Uh, what, what is really true is that there are several laws that interact with the law of attraction, including the law of love, the law of duality, uh, the law of projection, several others that I write about in the book that you can learn about in the book. Uh, and one of those is the law of karma. And I'm going to say destiny and or fate has something to do with karma. Uh, we, we use that word karma to imply destiny or fate, that things happen out of some kind of destiny or, hey, or, or, or fate. Um, here's the thing. The law of karma operates just like the law of attraction, out of divine intention. In fact, the law of karma is the soul's intention for us to become fully aware of ourselves as divine beings. So everything that uh, is our destiny or our fate is part of the soul's intention to bring us into full awareness of who we are as divine beings. So we've seen karma in it, uh, a very dualistic fashion. We've seen it as a reward for things done bad, I mean for things done well in a previous life, or a consequence or punishment for things done bad in a previous life. You see how we've divided that up into good and bad because we believe that we're separate from the divine because we're bad and the divine is good. And that's just been one of our uh, answers that we've given over the centuries to why it is we feel separate from the divine. Another answer is more like this. We feel separate from the divine because we believe we are separate from the divine. And the reason we believe we are separate from the divine is because when we when we created form from formlessness, we thought there must be a distinction between the two of those. And so we try we've been experimenting with that distinction ever since. And one of the our answers to that distinction has been this whole schemata of good and bad. And so we've designed our religions around that idea. We've designed our ethics around that idea. There's a good and there's a bad, and you should do this. If you're a good person, you'll do these things. If you're a bad person, you'll do that thing. And I'm working right now on another whole book about that, so that, that's for another time. But the idea is that we, are, we have lost sight of who we really are in the process of staying stuck in this idea of what's good and what's bad. And we have divided all of life up into those two 
uh, categories. Everything falls in there, whether we're, whether it's our dinner or a, a person we've met or whatever. They're either good or bad and not just in terms of sin or not sin, but in terms of their value. It's either a good tasting food or it's a bad tasting food. It's either a good car or it's a bad car. It's either good money or it's bad money. It's either, you know, a good person or a bad person. That's how we've divided everything on the planet up in our imaginations. But what if those divisions are false? And so if they are false, then our ideas of destiny and fate are also false. We, we think our destiny has to do something about something we've done to, to earn that destiny. Um, I must have done something good is a song out of the sound of music, uh, that talks about, well, you know, here you are in my life and you're loving me, but, uh, so I must have done something right to earn you, to get you. What if it isn't earned? What if all of life is a gift? What if we are all in the path of doing the same thing, although we're taking many, 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 many different paths to get there. What if getting there doesn't mean fulfilling ourselves from the external into the internal, but rather finding out who we really are as divine beings, finding out that there is no distinction between form and formlessness, finding out that form is formlessness, and finding out that formlessness now can also be form. Once upon a time, formlessness was not form. Now it is. That's something entirely new in the universe. While it happened many centuries ago, we are still living out the question of what will happen with form. Is it separate from the divine? And the answer is no. And when we all come to that conclusion, that's when the second coming will be here. The second coming, our destiny, quote unquote, is not really about some master teacher coming back down to save us from our sins, but rather about us coming to full awareness again of who we are. That's why it's a second coming, a term actually not even used in the Bible, by the way. But but so, okay, here we are. Uh, we run into somebody beautiful that we fall in love with, and we say, oh, you are my destiny. Here we are, we're driving down the street, and somebody comes and uh, T-bones us, and we're in the hospital for months after that in a coma. And we say, well, it must have been my fate. Well, these are, how, these are the ways we look at, at destiny and fate. We look at them as external. But I, actually, the soul's intention is internal. It is within us and without us. I think of the soul as who we are, molecularly, who we are at base. We are soul. And soul, in my view, is uh, my definition of soul. There's no difference between soul and spirit. Um, I think we've divided ourselves up in so many different ways. We say we're, we're body, mind, soul, spirit, ego, higher self. We're all these different things. When actually I think it's much more simple than that. I think we are all soul. And we have divided ourselves into an identification with earth consciousness, which says that we must live separate from the divine. And uh, so we are either living into our a full awareness of our soul or we are choosing to stay out of touch with that. But either way, we're still all soul. So uh, soul is the divine within us. Soul is our natural state of being, which is divinity. And we, we don't understand that about ourselves. We don't believe that about ourselves. It's hard for us to wrap our heads around that. So we need some life events that will happen 
to help us to become more and more aware of who we are as divine beings. And that is what fate and destiny and karma are all about. They are all about us being attracted to and by all of those things, places, events, circumstances, and people that are going to put us more in touch with who we are as divine beings. And so the karma or destiny or fate is actually the intention to bring that into being. It is an, a very active force that will bring about what it, what it intends to bring about. There's a passage in the Bible that I really love. It's Isaiah 55:11, and there's a long paragraph there about uh, an analogy of the rain and how the rain comes down to the earth. And, and then uh, Yahweh or Jehovah or I Am says to Isaiah, in just the same way, uh, everything that I have sent out is not going to come back to me empty. I, every, all my word is going to come back to me filled up and overflowing. Uh, didn't say it that way, but that's my paraphrase. Nothing returns to, to the divine empty. So divine intention will bring about its intention. And so that's where we, we, uh, we have some degree of doubt about the law of attraction. We've said, well, maybe it's not my fate or my destiny to have this external thing, and that's why I haven't gotten it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what I need to be questioning. Because as we've gone through our experiments with the law of attraction, we've asked more and more of these kinds of, why isn't it working? Well, maybe it's because it's not my fate. But actually what I would say is the true law of attraction is bringing you to this very place of frustration in order to get you to another place of awareness of who you are as a divine being. So that's how destiny, fate, and karma interact with the law of attraction. And we'll be back in just a few minutes with more, uh, two more questions before we head out today. And so stay tuned. These are going to, these questions are going to help us unite West with East in terms of philosophy. Be back in just a minute. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness Research is transforming healthcare. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260 day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network.
are listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. All right, we're in the last segment of our Day of Answers, and I want to go quickly to these two questions from Joyce Rupp. Joyce is a writer, spiritual director, and international retreat leader and conference speaker. She's the co-ed director of the Institute of Compassionate Presence and the author of over 20 best-selling books. Her latest book is Fragments of Your Ancient Name, 365 Glimpses of the Divine for Daily Meditation. Joyce Rupp resides, resides in Des Moines, Iowa, and can be visited online at www.joycerupp.com. Joyce has two questions, and I'm going to ask the questions and then come back to the answers. The first of her questions is, what is the connection between the law of attraction and God's will and divine grace? And the second one is, how does the law of attraction function in relation to the surrender and letting go that is foundational tenet to most major religions? For example, how does one reconcile the law of attraction with the Christian perspective of this prayer based on a verse from Ephesians? And it's also found in her book, Fragments of Your Ancient Name, Bestower of Fruitfulness, found in Ephesians 3.20. Her her, uh, poem that she wrote about this says this, Through my years of accomplishment, I have learned that all human success originates from the source of your grace. Any good that I may possibly undertake, each talent that I am able to use well, every extended act of charity I carry out, all this fruitfulness is bestowed by you. It is your power working through me, ripening my innate capacities for good that does more than I can ask or imagine. We got some uh, real good answer to that first question. God's will. What is the connection between the law of attraction, God's will, and divine grace? And here is where Christianity can be united with some of the more Eastern philosophies. Because if we see that it is God that we are one with, if if you call it God or the divine, I'm going to call it the divine, uh, it it is that essence that we are at base. We are God's will at base. And uh, the intention of that base is to bring it home to itself. We are being brought home, even as you can, as a river moves to the ocean, we are constantly and consistently being brought home to who we are. There's several, there's a whole chapter in the book, The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can on sacred texts and what they really say about the law of attraction. And when we get to the part about Christianity, there's a great deal that Jesus actually says uh, in the New Testament about uh, what what we're really here to be doing and who he really was. And uh, one of the terms that he uses, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And um, that I am is the I am that I am. And uh, it isn't meant to say that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, the person, the G- Jesus as a raised, resurrected person. Uh, but rather, I am that I am is the way, the truth, and the life. And so that is who we are. We are that I am that I am. And so divine grace is us. We are it, and it is us. And so the law of attraction is meant to help us get more in touch with that, with that divine grace that accomplishes divine will. And divine will will not be thwarted. It actually will always happen. 
it cannot be thwarted. It's amazing to me that we think that we puny little people down here who think we're separate from the divine have the power to make God fail. To say, oh, you made this good planet down here, but it's going to fall into destruction because, you know, you, you, you didn't do it right. <laughs> you know? It's a kind of funny idea to me. But, uh, but if we think of ourselves as divine beings, part of, constituent parts of the divine, then we, uh, we can't fail. And neither can God, neither can the divine. So, okay, so that, uh, that's a short answer to a long question that deserves a lot more. But I want to say this. One of the things that Jesus said several times was, I do nothing of my own initiative. And I interpret that to mean that he does nothing from earth consciousness initiative. He's not doing what he does out of duality. He's not doing what he does out of that split consciousness that says we are not one with the divine. What is happening is God's will, divine grace, or or divine will, however you want to phrase that, uh, is actually, or the soul, whatever one name you want to give that, is actually doing all the doing that is done. If anything that is done, that is, is really done, is really accomplished, it's done by the divine within us the soul within us so that's divine grace that's divine will okay so how does the law of attraction function in relation to surrender and letting go great question joyce thanks so much for this question yes surrender and letting go are foundational principles of the major religions and they are foundational uh, uh tenant to the true law of attraction as well because in order for us to consciously experience ourselves as soul as constituent parts of the divine, we have to surrender to that flow. Um, people say, well, to me, tell me, you know, okay, you told me all about the true law of attraction. How can I get into that flow? The fact is we're already in that flow. We just don't know it. We aren't attending to that knowledge. We're attending to all of our fears and all of our worries and all of our anxieties about how we've got to attract from the external world things that are going to make us okay today. Um, we're, the attention to the internal world is surrender. It is falling backwards into that state of awareness that says, I am that I am. I am my soul. My soul is me. All that I am is my soul. Um, everything that I do that, that seems to not come, not be about my soul is just another way of bringing me back to awareness of my soul. So it, there is no way to fail here. And that is the miracle of this. That is the wonder of this. It isn't a work that we do from earth consciousness to attract to ourselves things that will fulfill us. It is a work being done in us and through us. Uh, and, and we, all we need to do is surrender to that. Just go, okay, it is, it is happening and I can't stop it. I don't have anything that comes from me that comes from that sense of myself as separate from the divine, nothing that comes from that has any real power. The only real power is soul power. The only real power is, is uh, the, the internal divine. That is the only true accomplishment on planet Earth. Everything else is just paper. So, you know, if we think of that in that way, then we can totally unite East with West because in the Bhagavad Gita, the words divine self are actually used. In the Bible, the words I am that I am are actually used. And when we really explore the root language, what we find is that uh, the 
the sutras of of the uh, Buddhist religion, the uh, the texts, uh, all the sacred texts of the world, really are basically saying the same thing, which is that we are divine. We just don't know it. But what we've interpreted the Bible to mean based on its uh, interpretation into the English language and by people who had certain beliefs is that we are separate from the divine. And the only way to get back into connection with the divine is to get either forgiveness of our sins or to live a really good life. And and if we if we recognize that we are already divine then we don't need forgiveness for our sins because everything that we've done in quote-unquote sin has no power. It has no power. The only thing that has real power, and this is known to most mystics of the world, regardless of their religion, is the divine within us. That's the only power there is. So, And that's a great note to end on. So I hope you will uh, get the book, read it over, and then... Write me or call me with some more questions because these are the fundamental questions of life. And the law of attraction, originally intended by uh, Esther and Jerry Hicks to help us learn one way of doing it, has really gotten us to this place of a new awareness about what the law of attraction means. Esther and Jerry Hicks as well as Rhonda Byrne. So that's it for today. Our day of answers is over for today. Next week we're going to be talking to Minister Sherry Chalou Hodge about surviving the attacks, gays and lesbians surviving the attacks on them by the churches. We'll be back with that next week, so you don't want to miss it. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.